I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. Before I hosted a show about Jiu-Jitsu and MMA, I was just your regular pro MMA fighter. Before I was an MMA fighter, I was a guy who had no idea what MMA was, or, or maybe I had an idea what it was, but I never had any interest in watching it. Little did I know at that time, but I'd go from someone with no experience to becoming a professional MMA fighter. I get asked a lot how you become a fighter and what it takes, so I'm going to tell you today how you, even if if you have no experience at all, how you can become a professional mixed martial arts fighter. I think the easiest way for me to do that is to just work chronologically and tell you how it happened for me. So let's flash way back to May 26th, 2007. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. You know how in your life there are some moments that you think of as dividing your life into a before and an after? Like there's your life before you got married and your life after. Your life before your kids were born and your life after. Well, my MMA and Jiu-Jitsu journey features three of those. The first one was on May 26, 2007. That was the first time I watched an MMA fight when my cousin Pat, who also happened to be the best man at my wedding, he took me out to watch this guy named Rampage Jackson knock out this guy named Chuck Liddell at UFC 71. Everything before that night would be very different than everything after. We watched that fight and I left thinking, man, the UFC is pretty cool. I'm into this. And because I have an addictive personality and tend to go all in on things pretty easily, I got really into the sport and started watching everything. I remember early into the time when Pat and I were getting into the UFC, he had texted me something about he was out somewhere and heard some UFC nerds talking about something. And I don't even remember what it was, but it's just funny that I do this now and I'm the jujitsu and MMA nerd in almost everyone that I know's life. So full circle, I guess. But after a few years of watching MMA and all the pay-per-views and watching all the UFC reloaded when they'd show old fights and even watching the WEC stuff on Versus and WEC Wreckage, I thought to myself, you always like playing sports more than watching, why not try jiu-jitsu? So I figured I would try a jiu-jitsu class just to see what it was like and I was pretty instantly all in. I never really went in with the intention of being a fighter, I just wanted to see what jiu-jitsu was like because I always found it to be the most interesting part about watching fights. My brother Jeff actually just told a story the other day to our buddies about how it was super early on in me training jiu-jitsu and for any white belts out there, do not do this, but I was young and a white belt and had no idea, but as Jeff put it, he said, I remember you calling me and telling me you were at like a morning class or something and some guy was being super rough and you were able to catch him in an arm bar and he wasn't tapping so you put it on hard and he had to go to work that day with a sore arm and you said, yeah, I think I like this thing. So yeah, if you're a white belt and you have something deep and the person isn't tapping, don't do what I did and put it on harder. But anyway, I trained jujitsu for a while, then I started also going to the Muay Thai class too, and I really liked that, and then I started working in the sparring with the MMA guys, and before long, I wanted to do a fight. My coach had a good relationship with the local MMA promoter, and we had a few guys at our school who had already fought for him, so he put me on the next card. I applied for an amateur license to fight in the state of Pennsylvania, and did some medicals, and boom, I had my first amateur fight a little more than a year after I started training jujitsu. This is where the second one of those before and after moments comes in. The fight was in November and I actually had plans that I was going to move to Florida with my then girlfriend after the holidays. So I figured I'd do the amateur fight, cross it off the bucket list, move to Florida and just continue on with my life. 
Well, I won my fight via rear naked choke in the third round. It was the best feeling in the world and I loved it. It was incredible. There is just nothing better than standing in a cage and having a referee raise your hand for a win. A few days later, my coach says to me, hey, they're having another event next month and they want you to fight again. What do you think? I took the fight. I figured I'd fight this one and then still move to Florida. Well, I won the second fight by rear naked choke in like 27 seconds. I push kicked him. He came back in fast and ran right into my right hand that dropped him and I jumped on his back and choked him out. I was not moving to Florida. I loved fighting and wanted to stay to chase what I now wanted to be my career. If I lost that first amateur fight, I would have moved to Florida. I don't know if I would have still been with that girlfriend, but I wouldn't be with my wife since we never would have met in Philly, which also means that I wouldn't have my kids. So definitely a before and after moment. I did pretty well as an amateur and ended my amateur career with 4 wins and 2 losses and in my last amateur fight I won an amateur championship. The belt is still at my old school and I kinda wonder if I can get that back, but I digress. I'm going to get into like the schedule and all the training and everything that's required as a pro fighter in a few minutes, but as an amateur fighter it's really different, kind of. Like as someone who was just fighting as an amateur early in their career, like me, like I was for the first few fights, you're not training with the same intensity. At least I wasn't. I still worked a full-time job 40 hours a week. I trained once a day, and if I was lucky, I'd be able to get in a run or a lift as well in a day. But as an amateur, you're making zero dollars to fight. You just can't put the same time in as you can as a pro. It's not super easy as a pro either, and I'll get to that, but at least there's some money on the line and you're working towards making it to the bigger shows. As an amateur, you don't even know if you're good yet or if you're ever going to even turn pro, let alone make a career out of it. Generally speaking, the schedule for me at this point was jiu-jitsu on Monday nights, no-gi and Muay Thai pads Tuesday nights, jiu-jitsu on Wednesday nights, no-gi and MMA sparring Thursday nights, off Friday nights, no-gi and Muay Thai pads Saturday morning, off Sunday. Like I said, during the week if I could get a run or lift in I would, and on Friday nights and Sundays I'd always get a run in since I didn't have any other training. So that's still a lot for a hobbyist, but not nearly the pro level, which I'll get to. As I started to win more amateur fights, the goal sort of changed from do well in fights to do well and win enough fights to turn pro. As that shift happened, I started to increase my strength and conditioning, and fortunately a friend of a friend was actually a strength and conditioning coach, and I started working with him once a week. If you want to be an amateur fighter, that's what I did and what I think you'd at minimum have to do as well, four to five trainings a week, plus as much outside conditioning work as possible. But you don't want to be an amateur fighter, you want to be a pro fighter. Every state athletic commission is different. In Pennsylvania, I could have applied for and probably gotten a pro license earlier than I did. There's no set requirement, there's no mandatory amount of fights you need to have before you can be pro. If you and your coaches think that you're ready, you apply for it and that's it. By the time the goal started to be becoming a pro and maybe making a career out of fighting, my coach and I were on the same page, we only get one shot at it. No one gives a shit what your amateur record is, but your pro record is final and doesn't change. If you turn pro too early and lose a few fights, those losses never go away. If your amateur record is 1-6 in six and you turn pro and win 10 straight fights, no one cares that your amateur career was bad. I probably had more amateur fights than most guys, but that was on purpose. I started training as an absolute beginner with no martial arts or wrestling experience at all. It was important to turn pro at the right time. After I won the amateur title, 
Digital, I turned pro and I had my first pro fight against a guy you may know named Phil Rowe, who currently fights in the UFC and also did a super fight with Gordon Ryan like a year ago. He's a nice guy and I hope he keeps winning, but it's important for this story so it can't count as bragging, but I did beat Phil Rowe via unanimous decision and was 1-0 as a pro. That's sort of where the highlights stop and we call that foreshadowing. Being a pro now, the lifestyle changed pretty drastically. I always say when talking about this point in my life that as a pro fighter who is still on the regional scene and hasn't made it to the UFC that you're living intentionally poor. Yes, there are guys who have full-time jobs and still fight in the UFC, but I'm pretty sure if you asked all of them, their training suffers because of working a job like that. As a pro fighter, I worked small part-time jobs and probably only worked around 20 hours a week if I was lucky. I still followed the same sports-specific training schedule I laid out from when I was an amateur, but the conditioning stuff, the extra stuff, that wasn't, if I can get it in, I did, it was mandatory. On top of sports-specific training sessions, I was running at least five times a week and lifting three times a week. On top of that, I had dedicated sessions with my strength and conditioning coach twice a week. That's about 25 to 30 hours a week of training training in total depending on how long the runs were and how many sparring rounds etc 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 that's just what it takes and on top of that what you get paid for a fight on the local level works out to be literally pennies per hour if you look at how much time goes into each 8 to 12 week training camp for my first pro fight i think i made 1000 to show and 1000 to win i think the most i ever made for a pro fight was 2500 and 2500 and, and that's if you get paid you only get paid if the fight happens so if you're trading like crazy for seven weeks and then one week from the fight you or your opponent get hurt or can't fight for some reason you don't get paid Signing the contract to fight doesn't put any money in your pocket until you actually are in the cage and the fight starts. It is not an easy life. But again, that's just what it takes. Just to finish my story because you've made it this far, I might as well tell you how I got to this point in my life. I fought all of my amateur fights and my first pro fight at 155, but someone's idea was for me to go to 145 for my second pro fight, which I tried to do, which also ruined my body and completely depleted me to the point where I had about 10 seconds worth of energy once the fight started and just got pounded on for about 14 minutes and 50 seconds before losing a decision fight number three we wisely went back to 155 i felt great in the first round and thought i won it pretty decisively on the feet the second round starts and I get caught with a shot and the ref stopped it. Now I'm one and two. Fight number four is where the third and final before and after moment happened. About 10 seconds into the fight, my opponent threw a head kick, which I blocked, but in blocking the kick, my forearm completely shattered. I tried to keep going in the fight and I drove him to the cage. I connected my hands to try for a takedown. And when I went to pull his hips away from the cage, I could feel my forearm move as if I had a second elbow halfway down my forearm and realized I was was in trouble he tried to come behind me while standing to take my back so i rolled forward to attack a knee bar a knee bar he later told me was really close so that's pretty impressive if i do say so myself considering how fucked my arm was but he defended it and ended up in my clothes guard i couldn't control the posture because my arm was so mangled and the ref eventually stopped it after i couldn't defend myself and that was the end of my fighting career at one in three I had surgery to fix my arm, but it wouldn't heal. I had another surgery and they found a bunch of infection in the bone. I had a third surgery to try to fix it again, which still didn't work. And then I had a fourth surgery to remove all of the hardware they had put in since that was causing more infection. And I was left with what's called a non-union fracture where just like it sounds, the two ends of the bone won't heal together. It's possible that eventually it did heal together after this many years. And it's also possible that I have a permanent space in my bone and my forearm where it should be connected, but it's not. 
I could get an x-ray to find out, but I don't really care. But for that reason, I couldn't get licensed to fight again even if I wanted to, which I don't. It's just too late for me. But if I never got my arm broken, I never would have had to get a real job, which means that my now wife probably wouldn't have said yes to marrying me if I was still forcing her to watch me fight for a living and leading a very strenuous life of training and very little else. That also means that I wouldn't have my two kids, which I can't even imagine. So that's before and after moment number three. Fortunately, my arm healed enough slash my body just adapted to where I can still train jujitsu and I can still compete and still push myself. It's just not the 25 to 30 hour a week schedule. I had but i'm all right with that being a pro fighter is really 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 tough on your body it's tough on your mind and your psyche and it's really tough on the people around you you have to be willing to be poor on purpose you have to be willing to train all the time and to really do not much else in your life you have to be willing to put most aspects of your life on hold while risking serious bodily injury in order to get a very small paycheck can you do it if you're a beginner Yes, you can, but it will be the absolute hardest thing you ever do in your entire life. I hope this helps any aspiring fighters out there and you enjoyed looking back on my fighting life with me. I don't always enjoy thinking back on it, but it was overall a great part of my life. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a huge favor and share it with a friend or two or all of them. It really helps to grow the show. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you on the mats.